This episode of Tuesdays with Laserbeak is sponsored by Twin City Tees. They are the greatest. They make all of the Doomtree merch um, and all the different stuff that all our artists use. Anything from like screen printing, uh, t-shirts, posters, hoodies. They do embroidery for your hats or whatever kind of crazy uh, jacket you want. Um, basically, anything you can dream up in the land of merch, Twin City Tees has got you covered. And I really cherish our relationship with them. They've gone above and beyond for us. I've seen them do it for a lot of other people. Um, and they're always a phone call away. So make sure you check out TwinCityTees.com or at TwinCityTees on socials. If you have anything you're looking to get made, those are your people. And they will ship it out to you and absolutely crush it. So lots of love to them. And thank them. I thank them. I'm thanking them for sponsoring this podcast. everybody it is just jacob right now um i'm realizing as i'm editing this that beak and i did not record an intro for this which you know it was bound to happen at some point um so here we are uh our interview today is with nadi from gully boys and i think the only thing i have to say before we get into it is that gully boys like a lot of uh musicians has been affected by all the cancellations and postponements of concerts um so if you can buy merch and music from the musicians that you love uh you should do that and show up for the people who need your support not just musicians but everybody and stay safe uh wash your hands all that good stuff but without any further ado let's jump into this interview with naughty from Gully boys this episode of tuesdays with laser beak is brought to you by our good friends at copycats media i've been working with copycats for like close to 15 years now it feels like and they've been our go-to company um, for all the cds and the vinyl that we've printed up over the years the thing i really appreciate about copycats is how hands-on they are um, when we're in the middle of putting a record together i'm talking to them multiple times a day we're going through artwork design printing packaging shipping um, getting things to distribution on time and they're kind of holding my hand every step of the way. So regardless of what level you're at, if you're interested in printing up physical CDs, physical vinyl, um, I would totally recommend hitting up Copycats. It's copycatsmedia.com, and they are the best. We're back, and we are overjoyed to welcome Nadi from the band Gully Boys here today. Thank you for having me. What's up? Very exciting. I'm very stoked. Um, how you been? I've been real good. I've been real busy. I've been yeah. real like jittery. Yes. Feeling a lot of energy. And so. you just had a birthday too. Yeah. So there's that, was, that on top of that it. That was fun. I spent my birthday in Red Wing, Minnesota. Oh, yeah. For oh, the Big Turn Music Fest. Um, it's funny to be. What'd in you a turn? Lodge. How, how 25. old? 25. 25 in Red Wing. Mm -hmm. That's kind of beautiful. Yeah. My dad was like, I'm confused, but. Um, <laughs> I guess that's life being a rock star. <laughs> exactly. Red Wing. Uh, do, you, do your parents, like, do they call you a rock star? Do they think you're, like, just ruling the world? Um, my, yeah, my dad and my grandma do. Um, okay. My, my mom's mom is, like, 
really Christian and she like thought oh, this was like a joke. And then she saw us on the news. It was it was like playing like uh, we played at Art of World last year for the MC9, I think, stage. Okay. So they were like airing some of that. And yeah. she called me and she was like, what? You're on the TV? And so that was the level for her. <laughs> so she now was, she's okay, in. Now you're actually like a musician. Exactly. No, we're always, I like, I'm my whole life, I'm searching for the thing that's going to like be the hook for all the extended family. Mm-hmm. That people are going right. to be like, oh, this is cool. And that's, I basically had to force my way into um, performing with Lizzo on David Letterman. Yeah. With that in mind. I was yeah. like, this is how I get all the aunts and uncles yep. and cousins on board to like respect You're this. You're cool enough now. Yeah, exactly. Um, the approval. No, is... no doubt. Gotta have it. Yeah, my my uh, mom, my dad's mom. Um, she came to almost every single night of the residency, which is Sunday nights, and she stayed till the end. And so she, oh man, she like is a, a ride or die now. Lifer. Like she shows up in her gully boy shirt. Yes, and she's a true. Oh my god, I love it. Okay, so it's let's incredible. before we go super deep dive into it, can we get the real quick what Gully Boys is? Can I try it first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Gully Boys is a band that has been in the Minneapolis St. Paul area for. Three years. Coming up on four. Coming up on four. Uh, they kind of like, from my outsider looking in, stormed the gates, started playing shows, and then like immediately became the best band uh, in Minneapolis, actually according to City Pages, which is like a big a big deal here for those of you right. that aren't from the cities. Yeah. That's kind of like the beacon that gets shined, shown, shown once a year. Shown. <laughs> shown. Yes. Shown. I don't know. Um, and... You guys snatched that up, and then you've just been on one ever since. And you dropped a new EP last December, crushed a residency at the entry, and have been touring. So that's my take on it. Yeah. What I miss? I mean, that's pretty much it. We like didn't know how to play our instruments, and I was just talking to Kathy and Natalie about this last night. Like, it's a lot of trust that we all put in each other because we weren't really all friends. We were kind of strangers. Oh. But we all wanted to be in a band and I just worked with Kathy. So we had like a working relationship, didn't really hang out outside of work. Okay. Kathy and Natalie were best friends. So like three acquaintances who didn't know how to play music. (laughs) Amazing. We just, I don't know, decided we wanted to do it. And I was very lucky that they all were as just as passionate as I was and put in the time for no money. Of course not. For a long time. There's (laughs) there's never money. Never money. (laughs) Um, Um, But yeah, so then we just became a band and then just never stopped. So did you, did any of you guys play an instrument at all, even bad, poorly? Um, so uh, Natalie was, which is really funny, she was a drummer. She was in drumline. Perfect. Um, so she plays the bass, of course. Um, and then I played the upright bass in high school. Amazing. Um, and Kathy's always been a singer. And you so. now play drums. Yep. So Kathy, now okay. Kathy stayed the same and Natalie and I switched. Okay. Okay. Why? Did, why wh- what um, was the decision there? Natalie owned a bass and I owned a drum kit. Oh, that's fair enough. So, and I'd always wanted to play the drums, and my mom said no for many years, and I was like, "You literally can't tell me what to do anymore." So, <laughs> your mom was probably like, "No, if they're in my house." Yes, right. Which it doesn't make any sense because I played the violin in fourth grade, oh, and that's I feel actually like that's the worst. Way worse. It's way worse. That's, that's way worse. Jaka, and it comes up often. Yeah. Also played the violin. I in played fourth violin. Grade. I tried playing it again recently, and it sounds it's it's bad. terrible. It's I bad. feel like I would much rather like I knew I had rhythm at a young age. I would yeah. much rather want my kid to just like. At least like hit quarter notes on a snare yes. versus yes, just take the, what I was playing. Take the cymbals away and you'll be fine. You're right? fine, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Leave them the high hats. Um, okay, incredible. And there has not been a violin performed no. on a Gully Boy song yet. Not yet. Okay, not yet. Um, and I know you specifically, Nadia, is like the. We'll get into this later too. But like you're the 
you're the boss. You're like the manager and the booking agent and the blah, 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 all the hats, right? Mm-hmm. Was that a role that you had in you before the band started or did that just like someone had to do it? Um, a little bit of that. I worked at a lot in nonprofits. Um, okay. So I was really, I did a lot of organizing, a lot of uh, national organizing as well. So I just kind of knew how to talk to people um, and those networking skills came in handy. I was like, oh wait, I could use these things that I've been right. harnessing for uh-huh. many years, but I had no idea how to do it in the context, context of music business. Mm. Got so it. that- was definitely learn on the go. Sure, growing pains. Yeah, well, you're, you're crushing it as far as Seriously. it's been going. And like, how how then do you are all you guys from the Twin Cities metro area, Minneapolis? Or is I'm there... from Minneapolis. Kathy and Natalie are from La Crosse, Wisconsin. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so like, how do you? I'm so curious now as to like what the the game plan is, or like how, especially in talking with younger kids, like how do you actually get a show and shit like that? Was it, were you just like on it from the jump, like okay, we have a couple songs, let's book some shows? Sue, that's the thing that was funny. We actually did it backwards. We got over excited and we booked a show before we had a full set. Amazing, which is love that. Um, really put some fire under our yeah. ass, and we were like, oh, we got to actually write something. And luckily, Kathy had like done a little singer-songwriting stuff before, so she had a few songs. And I won't say that they were bad, but they definitely weren't good. We still played them, <laughs> and we're like, whatever. Got to start somewhere. Exactly. Um, so then we, we were kind of just asked every once in a while. Um, and then I was lucky. My ex-boyfriend at the time worked at the Dakota Jazz Club, so I just got oh. to meet a whole bunch of people. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he's also he was also – he is a drummer. Um, okay. So he – just like would bring me to a lot of shows. And I was also just going to a lot of shows at the time. So I would just be like, hey, like, I'm in a band. I'm here. Yeah. Right. Like, if you ever need an opener, let me know. Yeah. Yes. And so, so then I'm curious because I, because you guys have toured with Nice a lot, which I'm friends with Roddy and Sage. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them. But also, I'm curious, just kind of like in general, did you, did you, did Gully always play a lot of house shows? Because I feel like that's such a big, like, the DIY scene here in Minneapolis is crazy and i feel like it really builds a lot of musicians up so yeah i for that's like how we were we were born in a basement basically the first show was at galactic pizza which oh is, my god yeah. amazing. is that still around <laughs> yeah, yeah there's the stage is uh not even big enough for one drum kit so i played next to the stage perfect um, and then every show after that basically was in a basement or at cadence records in st paul mm-hmm. um but yeah and it's really funny i think it was our third or fourth show is where I met Roddy, and I had never met him in person before, but he knew all of the words to our songs, and I was like, who is this giant ginger? I need to be friends with (laughs) him. And we just, like, became, like, best friends, and he really welcomed us into the DIY scene um, as well because, I mean, it's a little intimidating. We were tokenized, like, hell when we first started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, because you guys not only have, like, diversity, racial diversity in the group, but then it's like, okay, from outside looking down, you know, it's three girls, and Mm -hmm. they're playing loud music, and it's like – you know that's exactly what it was like it was it it sucked and we we knew it and we were just like whatever we're just gonna like do this for now and then my favorite is when people would walk up to us afterwards and be like oh my god you guys are actually good and yeah. I was like rude but I'll take it I'll take it, it I yeah. guess I guess I, I hear what you're saying yeah yeah um you're trying to be nice here yeah exactly and it's really nice that the DIY scene here does have like a lot of non-men bands like Bruce yeah. Violet is really yeah. mm-hmm. love Bruce Violet. Really, really good. But there's just there's just a lot of them. So yeah. we all kind of have like a union kind of where we all really look out for each other. So it's um, good. I mean, it hasn't it hasn't always been like that here. You know, there just hasn't been as many women in in bands. I think, and even when there was, it was more like 
okay, there's just one. Mm-hmm. And then there's four dudes still. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so it is really cool, especially as I get older, to just watch every year. It feels like it's just more the norm. Yeah. Um, which well, is what it should be. And since I started college, I think it was like there was just like a series of, of different bands. And then it was funny because it felt like there was like a group of people who were in a bunch of different bands. But it was like Tony Peachka mm-hmm. and then Scrunchies and Sass oh, and yeah, like scrunchies. all these. Yeah. All these like really just it, it felt like it was like a, this moment of like a big entrance of a lot of like women and non-binary folks. Yeah. Like the DIY scene. And I remember when we when we saw Tony Peachka for the first time, like. They were, that was like goals. We're like, oh my gosh, like this is an amazing band. We just want to open up for them. We want to play with them mm-hmm. one time. Like mm-hmm. that was our goal. And we had admired um, Melissa Jones and Stephanie so much. Um, so that was, Tony Pichka was like a turning point for us. Like we saw them, we're like, okay, this is what we want to do. I love like, it. it was so inspiring for us. Yeah, Tony yeah. Pichka's huge. That's, that's mm-hmm. the shit. Um, and I, I do, I try to tell kids too a lot, like, I know what it's like to be a producer and to be really fucking scared of going out in public and, mm. and what it, you know, like, and the word networking is so dirty kind of, but if you can just pull yourself out of your house and go to shows mm-hmm. with no expectations or motive, like you will meet people, yeah. especially in this town, I feel like, cause it's just like, if you're just around, it's just going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's too small of an area to not run into people. Yeah, and that's that's what's cool is because then we became friends with the Tony Peachka folks. That's awesome. So we went from being like, oh, my God, they're so cool, um, and then to just, like, intertwining. And I don't know. That's why I love – that's why I love Minneapolis yeah. is because you – the the connection is really close. And if you admire someone, like, you just go to a show, like, you definitely can meet them and build a connection and relationship. So I don't know. Networking it, does feel like a dirty word. But I know. But the, the like, core like different idea – in Minneapolis. I know. Thing, I know. Right? we got to come <laughs> yeah. up with a better word for it. Um, it. It feels weird because it's like I network, but that's like a journalism thing. And it's sure. like – mm-hmm. it's very different vibe yeah, yeah. from what you guys are yeah, doing. Yeah, totally. And I'm always just like – I use that whole like be cool phrase all the time. Like just be cool and no one will fuck with you. Like as long as you're not a dick. Yeah. It's probably going to work out in your favor. That's what, yeah. If you stay in your lane, just like non-problematic, just here to help. Yeah, just yeah. Be supportive. So good when, things. when, okay, we're talking like the, you know, basements and you're playing record stores. And then are you like, oh, fuck, we got to record a record? So, yeah. So we uh, play showed, played shows for like two years. And we were playing at like Triple Rock. And then um, we played... At 7th Street once for a Glamdoll variety show. And that yeah. was like our, that was our, it's so funny, like looking back, like what our goals were at the time. Um, we wanted to play 7th Street one time. And so we told Teresa that at Glamdoll. And so she helped us set that up. And we had like a blast. And so we had done all this stuff for two years. And we had a lot of, um, we had a lot of songs that we just didn't have any access to recording. Yeah. Um, and so we recorded three songs. We recorded a little EP. Um, and, we put that out, and it was fun. We put that out actually the same day that we had the Glamdoll Variety Show. Okay. So that was like a little fun thing I love for it. us. Mm-hmm. Shout out Glamdoll mm-hmm. Donuts. Yeah, and um, Katie Rocket at McNally, um, she like saw one of our shows, and she was like, oh, I want to record you. And we're like, I have no idea how this works. So that we did that for the first time, and then we just like let some time pass. And then we met Nick Twightbach from Pachyderm, and he was like, I want to record y'all. Like, come to the studio, like, check it out. Um, and so at that point it had been two years and we hadn't, we only had three songs on the web and yeah. we only, it was kind of nice. It was like the only way you could hear Gully Boy's songs is if you, you came come, to the show. You got to right. come to the show. Yeah. You sold some tickets off that, I bet. Yeah, it worked. And so we had good turnout. Um, and then when we released it, our album, it was 
kind of crazy. You're like, oh, people wanted to be listening to right. this. Like they were waiting for this. Okay, right. <laughs> that makes sense. Because because you recorded that full length, the not so brave full length at Pachyderm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Pachyderm for like the old indie rock guy in me is like, you know, the second or third super chunk album was recorded there, and then what? Like a million things. Yeah. Right? PJ Harvey, which was Kathy's idol, when we found out that she had recorded yeah. there. She, yeah, like, oh, Lost sold. It. Yep. <laughs> and it's still there. It's gone through some changes, but it's still mm-hmm. there. There's still like, is there an indoor pool? Yeah, there's an indoor pool and a sauna. Amazing. And it's, it's nice. like this picturesque, like in the middle of nowhere, Minnesota, um, where you and you live there while you're mm-hmm. you stay there. Yeah, the house is like a little trail away from the recording studio, and it's just like literally in the middle of the woods. So it's so tight. beautiful. Did Nirvana record there? Who yeah. was the, okay, that was the big one. Yeah. Um, Wow. PJ Harvey, I didn't know about. That's mm-hmm. rad. That was, we were, whoa. Um, okay, so you get the real, and that's the, like, as much as I love um, the way that technology has caught up so that anyone, like, we're literally recording this on Jacob's laptop in a mm-hmm. in a room with four walls. Mm-hmm. Love it. But part of me misses, like, I'm so, um, I romanticize the, like, recording process so yeah. hard. And I know there's no money for anyone to do these, like, two-week, three-week, a month in a rented house and you just make your record. But I just love that idea so much. So I, right. I love hearing it. But you guys it. knocked it out in like a weekend. I, I read an article yeah. that you guys knocked it out quick. Yeah, we did 11 songs in two days. Nice uh, work. So yeah, it was very intense. We got there Friday and like we set everything up. And then Saturday, Sunday, we recorded for like 12 hours straight. Was it intense for you as a, a fairly new drummer to be like, because I'm assuming you started it. Did you yeah. track drums first? Well, we, we tracked all live? together. Oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, it was very intense. Yeah, I did not realize. I mean, I did realize how hard our recording was just because of our little dabble with it sure. at McNally. But that was a completely different beast. Mm-hmm. And then you just you hear it so many times yeah. that you're like, I don't know when it's going to be a good enough take. <laughs> so just, it's fine. <laughs> I always feel for drummers because it's, it's like even if you're – if you're doing it multi-track style, then it's on them to get it right so that everyone just records to it. Mm-hmm. Or you just like you're always the backbone. Yeah. And that is a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's I love my bros, but they cannot play to a metronome to save their life <laughs> at all. And so I'm it's like, okay, just they're turn not alone. Metronome down and just listen to me. Follow I me. I got you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so then the record comes out, self-released. Does the city pages thing happen after the record's out? Yeah, we released our re- record. Um Oh my gosh! When did we? August twelfth, and then um, Octo- two months later, October tenth or something. Yeah, is when the city pages, the city thing pages things hit. Yeah. Um, did you? And again, for those that aren't here, it's like it's hard to. It's I I like check for this every year as just mm-hmm. a fan of music, and mm-hmm. it really is like to see you guys at the very top like that. Like you know, two months after the record was out, it was like, oh shit, there's some shit popping off here. Yeah, that was very wild for us. Um, we had no idea it was going to happen. I don't know. Like we just didn't consider i don't know i feel like we were so um baby mm-hmm. and that we were like oh we just we're just happy to be here right. like type of guys sure. and then city pages asked us to come in and they're like oh we're just gonna do a shoot um we can't tell you what it's for and we're like oh i have okay. no idea it'd be for um and then that happened and we we're like wait what is happening yeah. and it was such a crazy moment we all facetimed each other and we were just crying um because yeah, all emo. <laughs> Big shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and it was just wild to have. From it was very impactful for me because I was born and raised here, and right. um, I just music has been a very influential part of my life, and especially like local music. So to be like considered mm. um, someone that like esteemed 
music yes. pickers, yes, um, peers and, yeah. and and journalists and, and like people in bands and labels. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's that not was just, wild. It's not just like a the public decides. It's like a real, you know, eighty people that have been in this community forever. So it is. Yeah. It is a. It's a cool way of gauging it. I love it. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I was also like. It was so stoked that Scrunchies got second, and I was like, "No men for the first <laughs> two bands." That was pretty cool. Like, yes. you don't see that. Um, and then, yeah, I, it was it was wild. Um, I was so so grateful when that happened, and just tears. And then I walked into work, and it was super funny because the city pages was sitting on the front desk at the salon yeah. I work at, and I was like. I'm late, but this is why I was late to work. So I hope that's okay. Deal with it. Yeah. Going way back to when you were younger, you said music has always been a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. Who are some of the big artists or big albums that like really you remember like sticking with you? That's such a hard question because I didn't have a lot of CDs growing up. Um, I listened to a lot of what my mom listened to. Oh, yeah. And, and you said you came up in a pretty Christian. Yeah. My family was really pretty Christian, but my mom was like a really big R&B head. And so. Oh, let's talk. She, yeah. She, I just loved um, Boys to Men and Mary J. Blige are like, I think what Sunday morning is to me. Okay. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Like, that's such a hard question for me because I revolted and went the opposite way and did sure. really heavy, like pop punk. Um very embarrassing emo pop no, punk music. There's nothing embarrassing. That's yeah. POS as well. Like his mom was was bumping R and B, and he like yeah. was listening to whatever I don't even know Operation yeah. Ivy or something. Uh. That's it was that was my life. Um, I don't know. I I always like blank when people ask you what my favorite artist was, and I'm like, I, do I even listen to music anymore? Because I, I have to like go back and check. Um, but it's so embarrassing. Panic at the Disco was like one of my favorite. Yeah. They're fucking awesome. They're so not good. embarrassing. And their first album, I was like, "How are all these musicians doing that?" Like, I want to figure out how to do that. Um, I need to learn how to play an yeah. instrument of some sort, or like f- Fall Out Boy. Like the mm-hmm. reason I played upright bass, yeah, is because Pete Wentz played the bass, <laughs> yeah. and so I was like, "This is the way I can do it through orchestra." Dude. Um, yes, Pete I was, love that. Yeah. He and went. like obviously, my house was a Prince house. My mom is probably one of the most intense Prince fans. She like had a shrine to him in our house growing oh. up because she like went to Paisley Park and hung yep. out with him one time. And my mom, like, I feel like I'm gonna get her in trouble by saying this, but I don't <laughs> care. She like went in the bathroom and like stole a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> like took the hand towels. <laughs> took, like she like wiped. She can't Prince be the tears. only I, the only one. And so we had like a shrine to that. So like Prince was. We had just books. Number one. That was number one in my house yeah, yeah. growing up, for sure. Have you gone to Paisley since his passing? I have not. I I'm just, a- we should go. I just met, like, the new kind of executive director over there. And he's, one, he's really rad. And he's also like, let's bring in, like, younger local artists and make this feel like their home as well. And I was just like, thank you. Yeah. Let's fucking go. That's a good I'll, invitation. Um, yeah. So maybe we bring your mom, too. Oh, my, she would die. We'll bump Mary J. Blige on the way there. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We'll bump the show. Uh Okay, so you get into oh, – I love that Panic and the Disco and Fall Out Boy are you're like, Those I want to be in a band. Yeah, that was really it for me. Or like Pierce the Veil. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, know what yeah, that yeah. is. I don't know what mm-hmm. that is. That's you guys like are, really seen. That was, like, that was all like – Is that this theatrical? This is like the whole like – it's like getting into like the Warped Tour scene. Yeah, okay. it was like, really Warped Tour. And yeah, I yeah. really loved Pierce the Veil because they were brown uh, yeah. punk kids. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I can kind of see that's myself me. in that. Yeah. 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 Um, did you? Because Jacob, you're 22. Mm-hmm. Okay, and mm-hmm. you're 25. Okay, so right. you guys are 
closer than I yeah. am to either of you. Yeah. So I was I was also like by middle school, like it was like when I got into Paramore that then yes. all yep. the rest of it started to come in because it was like then it was like Verse Merge was oh, like Verse huge Merge. I love. I've them. never heard of that. I, yeah. I do like Paramore. We've it been was, talking about Paramore. Verse Merge was another again. It, this is just shows how tokenizing it was. It was like another female led group. Mm-hmm. And then there was like Juliet Sims was another mm-hmm. woman. And so it was like, it was just more rare that there were women. Yeah. So then anyone, anytime that there was like a woman in a warp tour band, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I had to so check it out. to that stage. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Waiting all day. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it was, but then, it, and then it, after a while, it was like Fall Out Boy. Panic of the Disco, and then they got big, and then it was like kind of less cool to like. Yeah, them, as soon as like, they oh, like popped it's never, off. Yeah, it's never cool. I remember cool. being upset when I heard um, I write sins, not tragedies, on the radio. I was oh. like, oh, now everyone knows about them. I can't like them anymore. And had that song been out for a while, and it just hadn't picked up yet? Just a little bit, okay. like just through Tumblr. I was a got Tumblr it. kid. Yeah, oh so, shit! I yep. also never knew about Tumblr. Yeah, yeah this is this is so rare because usually we, when we have guests on, yes, this is great. I'm I'm the one who doesn't know what's going on because I'm younger, but this is like we're yeah. connecting here. I was a Tumblr kid. Oh, so, let's that's talk about it's it. It's really funny though because literally that's how Gully Boy started because Kathy was also a major Tumblr kid. And she ran one of the most popular Panic the Disco blogs. Oh, and like, my I followed God. her blog. And yes. I was telling her, I was like, yeah, I used to follow this really good blog. She was like, that was me. No. I was like, Incredible. bro, we're best friends We're in now. a band now. Yeah, this is it. Whoa, that should be the first paragraph of you guys' bio. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so cool. It's so funny. There's so much Panic the Disco. We like went to a meet and greet. And she drove from Wisconsin. And I camped out because I was with that kid. Yeah. And we both got a meet and greet. And there was 12 people there. And of the 12 people, me, Natalie, and Kathy were the three. No people. way. Oh, my God. I know each other oh at the time. Oh, my it's so God. Because I'm pretty sure there's a picture in which you can see Kathy standing over my shoulder taking a picture with, like, Brendan Urie. Yes. And I have no idea who she is. I'm That's like, so little cool. did we know we Amazing. be here. That is destiny. Absolutely incredible. It's destiny. I know. I was like, we're meant it is. to be. Oh, and now I have so much friends. even even more respect for Panic at the Disco. <laughs> yeah. well, Someday been... you'll open up for, for Panic. Yeah. Well, I... you should do like a cover set at the turf or something. I would die. I'm trying to convince the bros to do that. I feel like it's one of those things where we, we're like, we could never live up to what oh, Panic sure. could do. Sure. But it's also like Panic at the Disco. Oh, my God. So it's just <laughs> – Exactly. It's not, it's not that serious. They And right. I've come around to them – well, I liked that since I was the one who heard that on the radio. I was like, oh, this is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but theatrics. I, yeah, such theatrics. But they've had the same thing that like – it's a bad example, but like Smash Mouth had with – the Shrek soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden it was like, boom, kids that had never heard of Smash Mouth are like, oh, I love the Shrek song. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now Panic at the Disco is like, they have songs in, well, they have the Frozen 2 song mm-hmm. they do. Wait, is that Fall Out Boy? I can't remember. I get them mixed up. I think it's Panic at the Disco. I think it's Panic at the Disco, yeah. And then it seems like they've had this huge like reemergence. It makes me so sad though, because it's just Brendan Urie now. Right. And oh, like, is that right? It's it's good for him. Got it. Because um, he is the voice. He can yeah. sing like, nobody else but mm-hmm. like it's not the whole slowly band slowly it trickled away yeah, I now see. it's just him okay that makes sense because yeah. the music is very just produced just yeah it's just taylor that's... swift man mm-hmm. taylor that's swift fun. that song is intense i have really come around to that taylor swift album though i really like it i i can't relate yeah i want to like taylor swift <laughs> so badly i do too but i i can't there's something about it and i've seen her live too and i'm like dang she can put on a performance but i'm also like I know. Is it right, ma'am? I got I got dragged because I I did I did like a next morning like here's the here's my takeaways for any dads that are taking their kids to the next night Mm -hmm. and it was fairly positive but at one point I did and I was think I don't know what I wasn't thinking about Twitter Mm -hmm. I I said dangerous I said Mm -hmm. that she was 
trash. I was like, she puts on a great show, but it's clear when she talks in between songs that she's like, this is not real. Mm-hmm. And she seems kind of like a trash human being, which is really, that's not good. And I have a rule about not being negative on social media. So I broke my rule and I got reprimanded for it. <laughs> Anyways, the, I've been trying to... I've been trying really hard to understand Taylor Swift, and this new album is the closest I've gotten to it. I want to watch the documentary because I heard that. I've heard that's really good. I heard it's really good. I heard it's done well. I watched it. It's done well. It's not going to convince you of her as being like this, you know, genuine, you know. It's going to be like the – it was kind of like the Katy Perry documentary where you're like – it seems it just seems so manufactured. Yeah. Like right. everything it's about it. It's such a bummer because I liked Katy Perry so much. And then so I'm just oh like, yeah, that speaking of Warp Tour, right? Because yeah, she, she was dating was the, um, uh, Travis was, McCoy, Travi McCoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, but then she was also on Warp Tour. Herself. She played Warp Tour. Yeah. Oh, she played it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she fuck. played it. I remember. I was like, whoa, who is this? I love her. Oh, that's amazing. And then it was just like a quick. Yep. Downturn. <laughs> Damn. Lost a good one. Uh, okay. So Warp Tour, you're getting, I'm gonna, I want to learn more about these bands. Tell me more about Tumblr pages. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I know what a Tumblr page is and I would look at like the funny ones, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So Kathy had one where basically she, um, so Ryan Ross and Brendan Urie were like the two faces of Panic at the Disco. Okay. And there was like this underlying thing that they had a romance. And so Kathy's account was one of those that just like shipped them together and had the Ryan Ross, Brendan Urie love Amazing. secrets on that account. Um, but yeah, hers was one of my favorite. It was just like pictures of yeah. them and funny captions. And it's it's I funny now, like thinking about that. it now, it's like, that's like so stalkery. It's crazy. It's crazy. The, the level of fangirls. Yeah. Crazy back then. I just think about like, I would sleep outside. I remember All Time Low was another band that I didn't even really mm-hmm. like that much, but my best friend did, so you sure. know, got to go yeah, along yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like January, and I skipped school and sat outside for like six hours during a blizzard to see All Time Low. Yeah. Just to be in line to Just get to, be in to, line like to be the, the front. Yeah. yeah, and so I remember Jack Bearcat, the, the guitarist from All Time Low, bought me a caribou coffee, and I was like, this was all worth it. He acknowledged my existence. Yeah. My frostbite is yeah. really fine. Some fangirl. My sister did, she like would have my stepdad drive her around to different malls anytime. Uh, mm-hmm. Christopher Drew from Never Shout Never oh, was in town. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love this. And it was like, and I, <laughs> and now I, because of, you know, I have so many sisters, just the Never Shot Never shirts keep getting handed down. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so like, like I'm sure my 12-year-old sister is going to have those shirts yeah. at some, at some point without it. any idea who Never no, Shot this Never. Is, yeah. Yeah, I just uh, I just moved and I found my bin of all my band shirts that yes. I still had and they're all signed and I was like, I can't get any money from these, but I also can't get rid of you them. You cannot so get rid I of just them. Just keep bringing them with me. So yeah. shout out to my mom, who is currently she. Not only did she keep my band shirts, she's currently working on a quilt. See, that's what I want to do of the band shirts. Smart. So do a quilt, then and then you just again. and then you just it's your blanket. Yeah, exactly. And, it, exactly. and you, yeah, and you don't yeah. throw them away because yeah, no one one no one wants them, and two they're fucking awesome. Yeah, like they're you start pulling them out, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. For me, it's like I wish I could fit in this fucker, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, don't. Throw those away. That was yeah. Tumblr was a it was a crazy era. I'm sure. I'm sure that there was probably like a a Doomtree fan Tumblr. Oh, I'm sure. I think there was, and I guess I just didn't. So now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of almost like an Instagram format, right? Because it's like you just put a picture in, and then you can type. And you put the hashtags. Yep, exactly. And a lot of people didn't really write their own content. Mm -hmm. Like some, you just reblog. You just Mm reblog. So it's just a curated like here's some shit. 
Because then Tumblr ended, and the whole thing that first week was everyone was outraged about Tumblr porn, and I did not know about Tumblr porn. Yeah. Yeah. Tumblr, when Tumblr porn stopped, Tumblr died. Tumblr uh, was died. Oh, is that it's, what it's happened? Still, yeah. It's still a website. Like, it's still oh, it's just whack. Tumblr isn't yeah. gone. It's just there's no more porn just, on there. Yeah. And it's, and the thing is, like, Tumblr, I don't know, Tumblr porn kind of got out of control, I will say. Like, you just be scrolling, like, trying to look at Penny of the Disco, and all of a sudden, like, it just be some boom, sh- just, like, in your <laughs> face. People sure. would just change their blogs overnight. Just, exactly. From, from being, oh. like, something aesthetic to suddenly they'd be like, I had, now I'm a porn blog. And because they would, be like, oh, they would get views or whatever. Yeah. Because it was just, and like, also, an easy. it was allowed, yeah. And it was, a, it was a good way for a lot of, like, sex workers, actually, to, like, sure. have, make, like, ethical porn and stuff. So, like, once that just, like, became a good, I don't know, once that was gone, that's sure. like the only people who are still using Tumblr, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, no one's actually using it as a blog, and yeah. that like got it. Pop punk scene kind of died a while ago, so got it. Tumblr okay. is now. So Tumblr is whatever. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. I got a real. I did not expect to get kind of like the history of Tumblr in this. <laughs> it, was, it was such a. It's, it's so it's fun. Such a big part of my life that I'm like, it doesn't come up, but then when it does, I'm like, oh my gosh! Like I, I used to like sit. I failed my high school photography class because I would sit. And just scroll through Tumblr the whole. That's so funny that you would do that because like Tumblr photography was like number one thing. Yeah, Yeah. so that would have been an aesthetic for you. Yeah. Oh, and then whatever pictures (laughs) I did take, I put on my Tumblr. Oh, see, there you go. To to get reblogs. Like my dream was to get Tumblr famous. Oh my god, the goal that it did anything. Is your Tumblr still active? Can we look it up? It it is, but I don't. don't want to. I don't even know if I remember what mine is. Oh my God, you guys! Kathy Come on. just deleted hers, which I was like, ah. I am offended that she would do that because hers was like a mine, and it was really funny actually. When Gully Boy started before she deleted it, she would post Gully Boy's music on there, and yes. the Panic of the Disco, and like the stands of her account would like be like, "Love this, fuck with this." For you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like using your minions, kind of. Oh yeah, that was like the original social wow. media, yeah. you guys, or whatever. She should not have deleted. She that. should not. I was like, that was so much power. Can we you just get her to? Away. Can we get her to put it back up? Like, is there just a? I wonder. I don't know if she deactivated it or if she just deleted it. But right. well, I wonder if it would be like on the Wayback Machine. What's that? That's it's like a website that archives websites. Oh. I hope it's there. That's so good. All right, well, yeah. we have our research to yeah. we're cut yeah, yeah, out yeah. for. Right now. So there were so many research. different facets of of Tumblr. Like I remember, like I was super in the pop punk scene, and but my sister was like, she was low key Tumblr famous for Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Wow. She was a Harry Potter stand and had like a really popular. So and if you were to become famous or low key famous on Tumblr. Uh, there's no money attached. It's not like there's nope, ads there's, running. There's no money. You just got like some clout. And, and also, that's really what it was. Okay. And also it's like never, it was never really attached to your identity. It mm-hmm. was your blog. Like it, it's sure. not like Instagram famous when, when you become an Instagram influencer, it's you, you're the yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tumblr is your blog. It's yeah. like what you create content. or what you reblog. And it's funny because most of the time you have no idea what the person who's running the blog looks like. No. So right. that's what's yeah. like the cool part. It's like, you wow. Can, the well, maybe we should. There. Maybe we should have a Tuesdays with Lazy Week Tumblr. Maybe yeah. instead. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you for sure should have that. I will follow that. I will bring right. my Tumblr back. Jake, I'm putting that on your action items. And, and can gonna... Belly Boys get a get a Tumblr? I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give it. You consider it. Yeah. I, I took. Uh, I run the, the social media outside of Twitter because t- I feel like Twitter and Tumblr were kind of in the same oh, era. Sure. Mm-hmm. And Kathy's really good at the tweets okay. and random so, stuff. Yeah, you so got if it. I gave her that Tumblr, she would yeah. run with it. Maybe this is the impetus for like a Panic at the Disco full band reunion oh, I, with Gully Boys. I would support. literally die. I think that would be. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. So I, the closest I get to that is I was actually a huge My Chemical Romance fan. See, I also that was okay. That was like the one that I was like at me and Jeff from my band, the Plastic Constellations, who were very more like we were indie rock, more like snobs, and mm-hmm. so the Killers and My Chemical Romance were like our two 
guilty pleasures. We're like, these guys actually fucking rock. Yeah. And yeah. like are amazing. And we would just blare that second My Chemical Romance album on tour constantly. And now they're back. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, I, did you get tickets? No. I, I cried. I We're sat in get line for two hours in the queue. By the time I got up there, I'm like, oh, I'm going. There's, I will find well, a way and in And it's here. like at the, it's in a, at Excel. Excel. It's like 16,000 tickets. Yeah. Well, it was like, I, I saw this, there was a news article about the fact that like the, the prices are set by demand. It's and Ticketmaster, yeah. Like, yeah. It's based on like what they actually had the prices at was super reasonable. And mm-hmm. then the demand was so high that yeah. ticket just, prices just shot it's up. Like, yeah. It's like lift surging or whatever. Yeah, it drove mm-hmm. me. I was I, I cried a little bit. But then I also was like, wait, they're going to be in yeah. Chicago the same weekend. Right. Might yeah. as well go to Riot Fest. For yeah. Them. Hey, there you I go. Know, that's, that's what I heard people saying. Yeah, my friend Grace Baldwin, who's mm-hmm. in Last Import, mm-hmm. is like, the biggest My Chemical Romance fan I've ever met. And she had like, I think she had multiple people trying to get tickets for her because she was like, I'm not going to not be there. She like cried when she heard they were coming back. Yeah, I, it's funny because the first person I talked to was Grace because I was like, I feel like no one else could understand this. (laughs) Yeah. Some way you can. Um, okay, let's make a pact. We're going to have to figure out how to yeah, get into that I, motherfucker. I don't know how. I have like a second cousin who works at Excel, and I'm like, listen, ma'am, we haven't talked in many years, but I need you to come I need you right to, now. Yeah, hook this up. <laughs> just just like kick open the back door yes. or whatever. I will babysit your kids for free for a year. Let's put it out there. Sometimes you never know. We're, yeah, we don't have a lot of listeners, but let's put it out there. Uh, the three of us would definitely like tickets to My Chemical Please. Romance in, in St. Incredible. Paul. So just, you know, any plugs you might have, just think about us. Just remember us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. I love it. So then, your pop punk is a thing. Mm-hmm. Fall Out Boy and and Panic at Disco are a thing, yeah. and that gets you into being like, I, I need to do this. I want to like. I'm passionate about being in a band. Yeah. When you guys get together, how like how does the first song happen? So we just actually reformatted how we do this now, and it's um, sped things up immensely. But we have this thing called the Vault. Um, I like it where already. We all just drop licks of songs that we write in our in our Dropbox, and then we all listen to them throughout the week. And then Natalie has been on a roll. She's written probably a song a day for the past two weeks. Oh, Holy shit. Um, she's just cranking them out. And how are you guys recording? Like, is this on GarageBand, yeah, your voice so she, memos? She, it's a GarageBand. She has a little little box. Yep. Just plugs right in. Um, so she records that all. Um, and then Kathy just does it on her phone. And Amazing. I just do it on my phone. Um, but yeah, so we just have that vault and then we all listen to, we're like, oh, which ones do you want us to listen to this week? And then we come together and we're like, okay, this is the parts I wrote for that. And we just mash them all together and we usually can get through like three songs of practice. Practice? Now. Yeah. Oh, you guys are killing it. We really And are you on some like regimented, like we, we practice every week type thing? Oh yeah. We, we practice every Thursday and we write, um, and, um, brainstorm songs every Monday. Holy wow. shit. Twice oh, my God. Yeah. We took I this love week your off, band. though. So. Of course you did. Well, you yeah. had a podcast to do. There's yeah, other obligations. Yeah, we're like, oh, right. we're playing three shows this weekend. I mean, the show last week, so. I, uh, I love that, like, dedication because it's very rare, especially with bands, when you have that many people. Um, Doomtree was, like, regimented. Every Wednesday night was a Doomtree crew meeting. These are not rehearsed. We never rehearsed. We never rehearsed. True. <laughs> <laughs> for better or for worse. But we would have meetings since the dawn of time. And everyone had their roles, and it was like I took action items and emailed shit out for like, okay, you need to look up T-shirt prices, and I'm gonna blah blah blah, copyright the fucking record or whatever. Um, and I have like really fond and also like horrifying memories of that because yeah. it's just constant. It's, it's a, so funny. You would think that um, we would get sick of each other, and I have no idea how we have not gotten sick of each other. Like, we'll go on tour for like 
I think we went on tour a month this last summer, and then the second we got home, like we all texted each like, "Oh my god, I miss, miss you. you so much!" Yeah. So, like, this is terrible. Well, and also, you, not, the band is semi new, but your your friendship and like bond is semi new too, right? Yeah. So you're mm-hmm. still like learning about each other, and it's not like a, I don't know, it's getting better and better, probably. Yeah, right? it's it's wild. Um, Kathy and I just as we've we just realized we're pretty much like the same person. Um, she's just uh, the Wisconsin version. Sure. Um, <laughs> So that's always been that's just been really cool. And then like Natalie, she's much more reserved and shy person. So watching her like come out of her shell yeah. over these years, I'm like, oh, I see. You Got in there. it. Are it's you coming. coming out? It's coming. Yeah. yeah, it just takes us all Loosen a little time. Up a little bit. Um, well, and speaking of tours, you guys have you've been on the road. Like that's the other thing too is I think it's really there's like a, there's a bunch of different ceilings in music mm-hmm. here in the Twin Cities. One of those ceilings is kind of like making it here in Minneapolis, which you guys have already done. But that next ceiling of like making it outside of Minneapolis and Minnesota is the hardest one that I've ever dealt with because mm-hmm. it's really insular here and there's not like an easy tour routing necessarily. Not at all. And there's not major industry here. And that is always like it's tough because you can watch people get uh, like local famous mm-hmm. and stay local famous because you can hear um, you can make a living, you know, cost of living is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so if you get yourself like two DJ nights a, a month or like, you know, a show every every month, blah, blah, blah. Like you can actually finagle your way into making music you're living. Yeah. Modest living. Uh, but then all of a sudden, and I've watched it happen. I've, I've experienced it myself. All of a sudden now you're just trying to pay your bills and the music suffers because you just like your phone, you know what I mean? Yeah. So how has that been for you guys? Because I think you've done a great job of like hitting the road mm-hmm. and just doing it. Well, that's one of the things that we talked um, about, like, what do we want to be like do we want to just be like a a minnesota band which is like great and comfortable um or do we want to just keep grinding and so i think we went on our first tour that was kind of like our test um and madison was the place that like received us the the best and we were just like very terrified because we were like, oh, sure. we don't really know what we're doing. And we had just put out our album, so we had, like, no music online prior to that, really. And um, so, yeah, it's been a journey. I loved to tour. I would I would do it all the time. Um, I If I could bring my cat with me, I would just sure. live in a van. Stay, just, yeah. yeah. But um, it's been a learning curve. Um, it's been really fun to meet people um, super far away from us who know yeah. our music, which is the craziest thing to me. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, touring has been a blast and I love it. And it's, we're very fortunate that Natalie's dad just, Natalie's dad is actually our number one supporter. Oh. Like he gave Kathy her first guitar. He gave us a tour van. Oh my God. Natalie's he, dad. Natalie's Let's Tom Clemen is the shit. Tom Clemen? <laughs> yeah. Tom Clemen. Shout out to you. Shout out to him. He, um, is a musician himself. Okay. Like, like he's, his realm is church music sure um so he like helped us record stuff he has oh. all the gear gave us our first mixing board and, oh my god yeah i love this guy he i may need to meet up. this man he's great he's so great <laughs> um he's really really quiet so you're like you even better you wouldn't expect it but um yeah so once we got that van it was kind of like a wrap we're like oh we can leave whenever we want to yeah. now we can yeah, go yeah. um before we were using a friend's uh, family friend's van where it's like kind of scared and we were like oh, yeah, oh my god totally. like, please don't don't but now we're like, this. I don't give a shit. Like, this is our band. <laughs> we do whatever we Gold want with this thing. all over the floor now. Right? Like, it's she dust everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Now, everywhere. When we brought the the Doomtree van now lives at the Minnesota Historical Society as part of that first Ave exhibit. Nice. They take it 
And then they hit me back and they're like, hey, we found some things in here. We don't know what they are, but maybe you want them back. And like one was like a fucking uh, like a pink uh, shocker thing. Oh, what is taser? that? Taser. Yeah. There's like a pink taser. There was like a bunch of shit in there. I was like. Actually, I'm sure that's one of ours, but I don't have any. You can just keep it in there. And so now it's like part of the exhibit, like shit we found in the van. Yeah. And there's definitely still Cheeto dust everywhere in that thing. Yeah, Incredible. there are, are. This is just disgusting. Have you named your van yet? Dad. Amazing. Yeah. Dad. Dad. That's a really good one. Named after Tom Clemond. Oh, perfect. Dad. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What are we missing? You guys obviously just put out that EP only a couple of months ago. Yeah. Is it still, is the vault, stuff. the vault is like expanding at yeah. a rapid pace? Well, yes, we have this, we have, we just recorded this song and I'm, I want to just put it out already. It's. Let's put it out. Probably my favorite song. Oh, really? Right now, yeah. Natalie went deep cut on this one and pulled out her emo pants oh, for this. So it's like, it. it's very punky. Jake is in already. I yeah. can see her. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> It's nice. It's more. It's it's more grunge. I don't know. I feel like um, for not so brave, it was more of our like upper upbeat, like kind of more punchy stuff. Yep. And then for um, phony, we kind of took it back and we're like, okay, what do we actually want to sing about? So now we figured out how to say what we want to say while also screaming. Yeah. So that's what this song is a perfect blend of both awesome. of those two together. Um, well, yeah, you guys are still kind of figuring out. I was talking about you earlier this week with someone. Because they were just like, yeah, what do you think about Gully Boys? Or I had mentioned you, you were coming on here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's so, I just forget how um, in its infancy it still is. Yeah. And like, even just going from, for me, like Doomtree, where we all knew each other so well, to Shredders, which is still the same people, but mm-hmm. starting a new sound. Uh, I can now look back as we're wrapping up our third record and be like, okay, first one was us just literally trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Second one is us, okay. I think we got something building on a sound. And then the third one, I'm like, oh, we're a band now. Yeah. And so you guys are like at that, right? right? And it feels good. And I I mean, I would talk to you about this a little bit, but I love like the albums. But I know in in this day and age, it's like the singles. So I'm trying to figure out like, do we wait until we have a full album and then release singles at a time? Or do we just release them as we make them? Um, But this one, I'm like, I want to put out. Let's go. This could be a single. I'm very excited. So I don't know. We're at the point now where um, I'm like looking for like management or um, any type of help. Is there anything that you want an endorsement deal from? Um, That I want an endorsement deal. Oh, yeah. Like something that you want to be sponsored by. Um, Okay. So I feel like uh, Gully Boys would, it would make sense to be sponsored um, by. Any brand of tequila, to be honest. There we go. Mm. Um, Literally any brand. Any brand. Uh, rail. And, well, that's the thing is we are you a like rail. rail. We're a rail band at this point. <laughs> yeah. That's what the drink tickets get yeah. you. Yeah. Like, if you get it chilled, it's fine. It's, it's no problem. if you get it with a pineapple back, which if you go to Mortimer's, oh. it's called the Gully Boys. Shot oh. tequila with a pineapple back. Wow. Is that is, right? Yeah. I've never had that. And the fact that you already have a drink named after you at Mortimer's is We baller. might go there too much and get the drinks. <laughs> But yeah. shot, a t- shot a chilled tequila with, with a pineapple, pineapple back. back. That's a gully boy. Oh, I'm going to hit the liquor store tonight. It's good. And it like kind of feel like you're on the beach somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't wow. hit as hard. But Super tropical. Yeah. Okay. If you get sponsored, that's why I'm like any brand of tequila will work. Any brand of tequila? Any ba- any brand of pineapple juice? Yeah. Okay. We've been, yeah, any brand really. Wow. Tropicana. The Pure is what we've been actually running oh, with. Oh, Pure. Okay. Mr. Pure, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. All right. Okay. Wow. Let's put it out into the, into the ether here. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob, do you have any new... 
I don't think I have anything skills. new. It's always it's always like audio equipment, like yeah. Roadcaster. Kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just me? I'm just all in on hard seltzer right now. So we uh, have a you, similar. Did you thing. see that mm-hmm. Fulton is really they yes. released a hard seltzer? I saw your picture with all those different. Uh, yes. Hard seltzers. So I'm very much in the research and development right now of just I I want to know about all hard seltzers. So yes, I had had all of the Fulton hard seltzers and I think they're very good. Okay. And I would like them. To release Guava Bangers, Laser Beaks Hard Seltzer. <laughs> yes. We talked about this on the last one. Incredible. So I'm just going to keep going with it until we see what – this until is how I do wait, it. I want to know your ranking, though, because I like Hard so, Seltzer as well. Okay, so here's where I'm at right now. And I have yet to try uh, Bauhaus, which is a local brewery, yeah. which I've heard is great. I heard um, they have good ones, yeah, too. I've tried – locally, I've tried Fulton, which I think is my favorite outside of White Claw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've tried Fair State, which is also very good, but a little different, like more of your kind of like artisanal oh. – like ginger grass or whatever lemon which is very good um and they have a good packaging i've seen they that, do have great packaging yeah. uh white claw mango is still the all-time greatest seltzer oh, really? i've ever had mango over black, black cherry i'm a black I was, cherry i'm a I was, black cherry you know what i think you're gonna come around because i was black cherry for a long time and mango now when i try mango is it natalie's the I same like boat mango. as you I like yeah. mango, but and there's black really cherry. nothing besides black cherry and mango, though. That's like it, you don't yeah. need to really fuck around. I open up and I take out a lime, and I'm just pissed. Yeah, like, you don't want you that. Don't want that. No one wants the grapefruit. Man. Also, did you see that they just made pure, like just the yes, plain? just like soda water with booze. Just... <laughs> like I'm a... scared of those people. Who I'll just get a vodka soda. Yeah, yeah, that's very strange. Um, the Corona refrescas oh. are actually like pop. Oh, really? Have you tried it? I haven't. I, I saw those and flavors I look them for good, the party, but I was nervous. So they taste like the the other ones are like. Tastes like kind of seltzer water, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, a splash of flavor. Those refrescos are just straight up like a Mike's Hard Raspberry or something like that. So it's like it's syrupy. It's okay. very good, mm-hmm. but it's very different than what so you'd expect. What about like in comparison to Truly? Is it like as sweet? Because I feel like Truly sweeter than White Claw. It is, but, but is Refresca above that? No, uh, refresca uh, is like it's like drinking, um, you know. Uh, so it's like T- Tahitian treat or okay, something. Okay, something like that. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's like real, f- it's all flavor, but also great. Just yeah. a different vibe. Yeah, and so then that's the more Bud- like pop and then versus like yes. LaCroix. Yes, exactly okay. right. And Bud Light Seltzer is kind of uh, somewhere in between those two. I got to try the pineapple back. Yeah. I'm going to get a hard seltzer. You're going to get some dumb audio gear. It'll be some, fine. No, what we're really going to get is some My Chemical Romance tickets. We're going to get My that's Chemical Romance tickets. First and foremost, if yes. you take anything away from this, yeah. is that if you have connections, yes. please. We need please. to go. And uh, maybe we could look into like interviewing My Chemical Romance. We could talk yeah, to yeah. the, do the Listen, media if, outlet. If, if they want content, I, I can make content. Okay. I have a picture that if you associate, oh my gosh, if you associate with this, it's me um, waiting outside of My Chemical Romance um, dressed as Gerard. Oh my God. Maybe that'll get Something yes. very embarrassing, yeah. very embarrassing. Yes. 2011. We could put the that stripe across my eye. Incredible. Oh, you have to send Incredible. it to us because oh. we'll put it. That might be the cover of this uh, of this <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> It'll get my chemical romance out there somewhere, and we'll get tickets. We're getting I tickets. I feel so good. If I get tickets, I have to wear that outfit again. Oh, no question. Like I remember, I had Frankie sign my tie. Oh my um, god! I still have that. Where did they play? Tie. They played at the main room. Oh my god! Incredible. Yeah, right. I just cried and oh, the whole time. I'm I also so... got there at 4 o'clock in the morning and waited all day. Oh, my love God. That. I love <laughs> that I remember energy. seeing kids like that. I mean, you still do sometimes when you're downtown and you see mm-hmm. them at First Avenue. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. That happened, like, for the Hippocampus show. Yeah. Oh, I was, like, going to load in, and I was like, it, Whoa. it's February 2nd, 1st. It's cold. That and is I was a, also like, that was me. So. That is a true. I've, I've always been an early arriver. Are mm-hmm. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like being right up at the front. Not so much anymore, but. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it was a lot. Being tall and being in the front was just a lot of crowd surface to the back of the head was yeah. just not fun. And I've always just felt bad and um, self-conscious about being the tall guy in the front. And so I got I, over that immediately. Did you? Mm-hmm. I hold I the wall. Like, I got here at 6 a.m. Like, and fucking... if you wanted to be in front of me, you would have got here at yeah, the same time. Yeah, exactly. You're, no, you're right. Mm-hmm. I'm always just like holding the wall, drinking yeah. a White Claw in the back. Nadi, an absolute pleasure to have yeah. you. And I'm so excited for, I feel like, yes, the Gully Boys uh, book is just being written. That, wow. That's a little corny. I'll take it. It's poetic. <laughs> you can put that on, on your Pisces one sheet. It's season. Okay, yeah. we're going to yeah. get a little, let's a little get poetic. soft about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's get poetic about it. The, the Gully Boys book is just being written. First chapter is in, and yeah. it's a hit. That's- <laughs> That's that's the name of the episode. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Um, well, thanks for having me. I've yeah, had a blast. Of course. Shout out to um to Natalie and to Kathy. Kathy. My bro Kathy. Um Gully Boys is a boy band. Hippocampus is a boy band. Yeah. That's I mean, if you've seen new song number two music video, exactly. We are one of the greatest one of the greatest Minnesota music videos of the of the two thousands, I'm gonna say. Dang, I'll take that one. Check that out. That's how we'll leave you. We'll leave you with the song song number two. New, Wait, song number, new, song new song number two. two. Yeah. Because is that a, in reference to Blur's song number two or it's, not? Uh, it's what the second song, the second new song we wrote. Perfect. Yeah. Incredible. Mm-hmm. New song to number two. Yeah. We're going to play it right now, but check out the video because it is fucking amazing. <laughs> and thanks again, Nadi. Yeah. Appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you. I can't remember and you'll never forget.